Hello, my friends again, and thank you for joining us today on The Daily Dig, where each day we dig into God's Word, searching for truth that will encourage us to deepen our faith. We are living in trying times, and we must strive each day to draw our strength from God's Word. Come along with Jacob Smith as we dig into God's Word together. And welcome to another episode of The Daily Dig. I'm so glad that you've joined us. We are excited to look into this transitional passage as we are looking at really one of Jesus's most well-renowned messages. Now, there is a little bit of a debate of where this took place. Is this the same message that was preached in Matthew chapter 5? I believe it is, and I believe there's good evidence to hold to that. But it says in verse number 17 of Matthew 6, And he came down with them and stood in the plain. In the company of his disciples, in a great multitude of people, out of all of Judea and Jerusalem, and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. For they, there went virtue out of him and healed them all. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, now we're going to get into the, the, the latter part of that verse and going on, but really we see that Jesus calls his disciples, whom he would eventually commission to be apostles. He comes down, he's standing in this plain, And you say, well, how is it called the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew, and yet here he is in a plain? Well, really, this is a high plain, a flat area up in the mountains just outside of Capernaum. And we we see that this is the same message that was preached, an abbreviated version of it, as Luke has it, of what was preached in Matthew chapter number 5 through uh, chapter number 7. And we see that Luke really is showing that as Jesus is getting ready to preach this message, he has encountered, you know, uh, be reminded that Jesus's ministry was taking off. Uh, miracles were being performed. Uh, remember the, the man with the withered hand and, and, and all of these miracles that are really bringing about notoriety. The Pharisees were finding out about Jesus and People were really getting to take note of Jesus. And then obviously he is followed by this band of misfits. They knew who these people were. And so you see this great multitude of people. They're coming out of Judea and Jerusalem. They're coming from the the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They're, They're coming to hear him and they want to be healed. And they were vexed with unclean spirits. These were people that we're dealing with all kinds of issues, and here they come to him, and it says, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went out virtue and healed them all. Jesus is becoming to minister. Now, this is not just purely about healing. This is about Jesus coming and re- be reminded that Jesus came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. And regardless of where uh, Jesus was ministering, it seems like the crowds found him. He began healing people. He began casting out demons. And now we're getting into 
On verse number 20, it says, he lifts up his eyes on his disciples and said, the context of the passage is changing, my friends. You see, he's ministering to these people, these people that are coming to him and are in great need. And and now here is what Jesus turns and he sees his disciples. Now he's teaching the believers. The context of this passage going forward really is to believers. This is not a a means of how we can obtain salvation. This is not a a means of how we can obtain justification or a a means of how we can uh, go to heaven. I don't know how many different ways I can say it, but the truth of it is, is that he's talking about believers and how their service should be executed, if you will. Now you see, it says in verse number 20, he lifted up his eyes and saw his disciples. He said, blessed be ye poor, for your souls is a kingdom of God. Blessed are ye that are hunger, that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you. From their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their fathers under the prophets. Really, we see a, a group of blessings. Jesus is saying, You disciples, you believers, these are the the, the opportunity. There are great blessings here. There is a blessing of poverty. And we know that it's not wrong to be rich. It's not wrong to be affluent. It's also not wrong to be poor. And he said, blessed ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. One of the blessings of having less means, if you will, is that you understand your need. We have a helplessness, and there is only one that can provide. Have you ever been there? Early on in my marriage, I I often uh, had many more needs financially. I had many needs uh, with bills and and raising my children, and I, I still have many needs today, but I remember there was a struggle in my life. And there was it was very obvious to me that I had to go to the Lord and the Lord would provide. We must realize that the Lord is the only one who can give salvation. For yours is the kingdom of God. The the ones who realize their need, the the poor in spirit, the the ones that realize that the only one that can give salvation is the Lord himself. Salvation is of the Lord. For by grace are ye saved through faith. It is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We must turn to the Lord and realize our great need. When we are rich, when we have much money, it is easy to say, no, no, I got this. I don't need to trust in no God. And we see in verse number 21, blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. There is a great blessing in hunger. Why would we why would we find great blessing in that? Well, our hunger reveals our need. We have 
come to a place in our society where we are so consumed with whatever we desire, that hunger that comes out of our our body. We begin to look to satisfy it at all means. And there is a great blessing in in hunger and in it revealing the fact that we we should hunger for spiritual truth. We should hunger for the riches of heaven. You know, the poor in spirit. We 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 can be rich in God. The the hunger now we can be hungry for spiritual truth as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Blessed are ye that hunger because when we hunger after spiritual truth, we will be filled is what it says. It says, blessed are ye that weep. There is great blessing in sorrow. There is great blessing in weeping. Uh, James, if you were with us, we talked about taking our sins seriously. And that's really what he's referring to as we sorrow over our sin. Uh, later on down the road, we'll be able to look back and, and have great joy. He says, for ye shall laugh. There'll be great joy knowing that we are right with God. Many of us, many of us take for granted the fact that we need to have a short account with sin. A dear pastor friend of mine used to say this, my friend, the, the believer should be sure to keep a short account of sin. And he always used to quote this, and I, I never forgot it. He said, fools make a mock at sin. Now, I know he's quoting the Bible, but he was the one that really drove that point at me. We should never find sin funny. We should take sin very seriously. Blessed are ye that we, it says, blessed are ye when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name for whose sake? The Son of Man. And there are some of us that have stood for Jesus and, and have faced such reviling. There are some of us who are afraid to stand up. And, and Paul said it this way, none of these things move me, neither, neither count I my life dear. We, we need to stand up for Jesus. The old hymn says, stand up, for, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. We need to take a time to stand up, and there's going to come a time where we see great blessing because why? We're standing up for Jesus. And yes, there are days where it's not fun to be reviled. It's not fun to, to face opposition. But we are standing up for Jesus' sake. And then it says in verse number 23, Rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. What is he talking about? When we stand before Jesus Christ. We, we know that they, they didn't receive the prophets, as it says. They didn't receive the great messengers of God. And yet we can stand up today. Are you seeing your need in the Savior? Are you hungry for spiritual truth? Are you sorrowing over your sin? And are you standing for Jesus? And these are great things in our day that we must choose to do as we seek to serve the Lord daily. Maybe you're not serving the Lord in full-time ministry, and that is just fine if that's where God's called you to be. But my friend, could you stand up for Jesus? Could you be, be serious about your walk with the Lord in sincerity? Could you, do you hunger for spiritual truth? I hope so. As we go about our day, may you have a wonderful day. God bless, and we look forward to the next time. 
on The Daily Dig. I hope you were encouraged by the Word of God today and challenged to dig deeper on your walk with the Lord. It is my prayer that you find strength each day digging deeper into God's Word. If you're looking for more resources, you can find them on thedailydig.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to the next time on The Daily Dig.